Hold on a second. They don't have these things in Rongo. These are, yeah. There we go. I think you're on now, right? And brother, if you want to use this as a stand, I mean, you can. I mean. So, well, friends, this is Caleb Oguta. Can you shake your, clap your hands and welcome him? Welcome. Then I'll let Glenn take it over from here, where we've been recently, right? Yes, exactly. I, I, uh, this is such an exciting day because uh, until now, all, of, all you've heard is some reports from us about Caleb and the work that's going on in Kenya. So first thing I wanted to do is just kind of introduce with some pictures of all that's been going on over this time frame. Uh, as Doug mentioned, was, I think about six years ago, they began corresponding on the Internet. About three years ago, Paul Pepper and, and, and Doug took their first trip over, almost like Joshua and Caleb, to go explore and come back with a report to us. Yep. And, uh, and what they found was good. And so a year later, two years ago, um, we, we sent a, a team of eight people over. Um, so why don't we advance some of these slides to, to share a little bit of the picture. So first off, here's a picture of Doug and, and Pastor Caleb and his son, George Jr. Yeah. Um, uh, beautiful picture. Next slide. Uh, another person who has been very important to our ministry has been Jacob, who is in, uh, a leader in the church and really helps to administer the children's program. And so we correspond, and he makes sure that the, the funds that are sent over are distributed, that tuition is paid for, that the children are being cared for, and be able to uh, give us reports back on the health of the children. So when we went over about two years ago, let's go to the next slide. Uh, we spent time visiting the schools. We, we visited five schools throughout Kenya. Um, we also spent some time doing door-to-door -door evangelism as well. And so it was, you know, a blessing to see the children in school, but it was also really, you know, kind of heart-wrenching to go to individual houses and hear single mothers with four children say, I can maybe afford to send one child to school, and I need to pick which child I can send to school. And so it really gave us a heart for the children. So... Let's go to the next slide. We got a chance. I love these slides of Lauren and Mallory getting to, to meet the children. It was just such a joy um, being there and seeing the children while they're in such need to being so joyful to see us and just giving us a vision of what we could potentially do. So let's go to the next slide. So after visiting the five schools, we decided to really plant our partnership with St. Benedict School. Um, it's, it, it's, it's an amazing... Amazing school because it was actually grown out of a ministry of a man who was, who, who was from this area, became educated, moved to Canada, became a CPA, made money in Canada, and then has been investing all of his funds as well as whatever he could raise back into this community. And it's now a, a, a school of 1,000 children. And within this school is about 180 children who are, who are orphans with no support. And so the focus is really to find... Um, sponsors for each of them and right now we are sponsoring 10 children at St. Benedict's and they're on our, our missions wall. Let's go, go to the next slide. So in addition to that, <clears throat> what I also wanted to mention is, is the other sponsorship. So you'll see Maureen with Pastor Doug um, and Maureen was, our very, was the very first sponsorship. After Doug's initial trip, he had a chance to meet Maureen um, who was viewed as very intelligent but unable to afford going to high school. So Doug personally sponsored her first year of high school. 
and uh, to hear the report from Pastor Caleb now that she is going to graduate this year in three years from high school um, because she was able to skip a grade because of her, her knowledge. And uh, we are now thinking about how can we, we're praying about how can we potentially help her with college. Um, it'd be, it would be just incredible to see this fully come to college, being able to provide for the community and see this, this circle continue. And then on the, on the right-hand side, that's Sally and Albert with, with Jacob. From, this, from the day of this picture last year, they became our 12th and 13th addition to our sponsorship. Mm-hmm. And they came under the care of, of, uh, Pastor, uh, of, of Jacob. And we are sponsoring them for schooling locally in Rongo until they're um, uh, old enough to essentially go to St. Benedict. So it's been a true blessing. So let's go to the next picture. So now, from that time, the, from her partnership, so... A year ago, actually today, I was just looking back, Jacob, uh, Pastor Caleb was actually in India receiving yep. medical treatments. Um, we had been, you know, first starting off talking about how can we sponsor children, and then uh, Pastor Caleb had a very big medical crisis of uh, finding out he had cancer. And so we were able to sponsor trip, uh, his trips over to India for medical treatment at Apollo Hospital and his cancer is now in remission. Yep. Um, so. Yeah. <laughs> and then short, shortly after returning um, from his first trip to India, um, about April time frame last year, he had shared the news that the uh, big rainstorms had washed out their mud church that we had actually, you know, um, worshipped in. And so we began to kind of exchange messages back and forth about, you know, how can we build a new church and really think about what could we afford, what could we do. Um, and we got to a point where by about September, we felt we came, kind of came to agreement on a realistic budget to actually say we, we could do this. And so in about, Oct- about late September, early October, we started to send some seed money of what we could afford to be able to, to um, start with finding rocks for the foundation. We wanted a more solid building, a brick building, um, and, and see how, we, and you could see the early construction, and then we gave an appeal to New River um, shortly before year end. And um, through God's glory, the, the mo- money raised uh, through the year end appeal was sufficient to, to complete the bulk of the building. And so this next picture is extremely exciting. This is now, as of March 2016, what the building looks like. It's, yes. it's incredible uh, what God was able to provide. So to think that within two years, we've gone from one child sponsored to 13 ch- children. We've helped provide, God's helped provide through this partnership for medical treatment and a brand new building. And so, to me, it's just a confirmation that God, God's hand is here, and it was God's hand that really brought uh, Pastor Doug and Pastor Caleb together. So, thank you. Yeah. Well, let's pray for him, okay? So let's just pray for you, brother, as you bring us the word today, okay? Father, we want to thank you so much for our brother. Thank you for the ministry that you've given to him and to the others there in Longo. Lord, I thank you for the growth, the success that we've seen in just the last several years, Lord. The number of churches that have been planted, uh, the number of house churches that have been planted. Lord, it's just amazing. Uh, Thank you. We rejoice in all that you've done. 
And Lord, we pray your blessing now on Caleb. I thank you for bringing him here to this stage, to this house. And we ask, God, that now you would anoint our brother to bring the word to us today. And we're eager to hear what you have to say through him. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen, amen. Okay, Caleb. Yeah. Uh, praise God. Amen. 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 I'm so much happy to stand before you uh, to share with you the message that God has given me. It's not my own message. I'm going to do one thing. I've got to take a picture of you. Sure. Go ahead. And then, and then I'm done. I'm not going to interrupt you. <laughs> Yeah, I just want to uh, appreciate you for the support, for the prayer, uh, for everything that you've done to Bright Day Church, for everything that you've done to commu uh, community in Kenya, for everything that you've done to any other person, Nicaragua, in whichever place that you, you plant the seed. May God bless you for that kind work. Uh, I arrived here on 21st. Not specifically Connecticut, but I arrived in St. Louis. I was living in a small city uh, called uh, Salem. Uh, we had a training uh, that God provided for opportunity for some pastors who visited our area. And they wanted the opportunity of meeting the pastors in the region. So being that uh, I had Rongo Pastors Fellowship and I also uh, have a post with the uh, Migori County Young Pastors Association, I was appointed with some other eight people, pastors, so that we could attend the meeting in uh, St. Louis. I arrived there and definitely I knew what was taking me there because all that was going to be taught there are the exact thing I could read online, I could study by myself, but I knew that was an opportunity that God wanted me to come and connect with the New River uh, Community Church here. So I was coming with the main target of making arrangements so that I could come and see uh, the church members here. And God worked out that one perfectly. Everything happens for a reason, Everything happens according to how God wants it. I'm so much impressed by the meeting we had yesterday with men, prayer time in the morning, lady coffee, ladies' coffee time. I learned a lot. I learned how we should practice love. That was a very clear evidence. That was a very clear manifestation of how love should be shown among brothers. Keep it up, brothers. May God bless you. I just want to touch a little about my uh, life history, and then I go to Simon, then we finish. You will excuse me, I might not be perfect in English, but uh, I will try my level best. <laughs> yeah. I'm called Caleb George. Uh, my fourth name 
that God given me is pastor. Uh, I come from a, a small town within Kenya called Rongo. Rongo is just some few miles, around four miles from Lake Victoria. But uh, roughly, uh, roughly 600 miles from Nairobi. My father is called Caleb and my mom is Grace. So in our house, I'm the second born. I have my brother who is called Jacob who helps me with the children ministry. And I have my sister, she's called Evelyn Caleb. God found me, found our home when we were worthless. We were not people that could be seen in the community. In 1996, I encountered Jesus in Christ in my life. I was a Catholic. I had not known anything about being saved. But by the grace of God, just like he knew Jeremiah when he was still in his mother's womb, that is the very, very way God knew me. That is the very, very way God had plans for me. There was a pastor who was passing just next to our house. When our family were doing their routine job, their routine job at that point of time was to fight one another. Their routine job at that point of time was to hurl stones, throw stones at one another. The pastor was passing just to intervene. Little did uh, we know that actually it's God who sent pastor to come and give us the peace that our family lacked at that time. He shared gospel with my parents. My dad got convicted and he accepted Jesus Christ and then he donated a plot, a piece of land where that church was built. I grew up on how to be obedient to God. I grew up on how to walk in God's ways and not my ways. I grew up on how to learn to listen to God's voice and none other than voice. I began in the church to serve as a church cleaner. My main work was to lean, clean church compound. I was doing that one diligently because actually I knew that God has a purpose for me. From that cleaning work that God gave me, I was given another opportunity to serve now, not outside the church, but inside the church, as someone who could arrange and clean chairs. I did that one perfectly, and God promoted me. I was promoted in the church, not by any other person, but by God, to serve now as a youth pastor, children pastor, because of the idea that I was very much close with the children. I was very much close uh, with the pastor whenever he was studying Bible with the children. So he said I could help to teach children whenever he was away. I did that one excellently. Then God spoke to me that it was high time 
I need to start going deep into him. You can't go deep into God if you don't study his words. Amen? Amen. Even Jesus Christ, when he was being tempted by the devil, at a time he could refer, it is written. It is written. So I knew for me to defeat the devil, I must prepare myself with a verse that I could be able to tell devil that don't confuse me with what you are saying. It is written. And that's why I usually encourage people we should be friends with our Bibles. It is very important. Know some verses. Take your time. Go through these verses. It can help you to challenge a challenger. It can help you to help someone who might be going astray. I did that perfectly, and then I started studying uh, theology, small theology within Church of the Nazarene, because at that point of time, that church was called the Church of the Nazarene. We studied with them in certificate level. I had to move to the diploma level. Then I was uh, appointed to be an associate pastor within the church. I worked that one according to how God wanted up to the point God uh, prepared me to lead as a pastor in the year 2000. That one took place because we had a small doctrinal misunderstanding with the Church of the Nazarene on speaking in tongues. At that point of time, I didn't know that actually uh, the Church of Nazarene rejects speaking in tongues because we had a meeting in the, in the, in the church and there was a lady who was filled, uh, uh, filled by the power of the Holy Spirit and she started speak, praying in tongues and then one of our district superintendents at that point of time stood up on the dais and said, throw that woman away. We said, why? Because she's speaking in tongues. It's not, a, it's not allowed in the church. So we got divided into two. Some people were supporting the district superintendent. The other people were saying it's wrong. People left that church. And I told God, I will not move from the point I found you and from the point you left me. People went. I remained only with the chairs in the church. Let me tell you, even if everybody leaves this church, even these chairs can be preached to and understand the word of God. <laughs> All of you, <laughs> they can be preached to. I started having Bible study, me and my mom in the church and some other people, until it reached a point where God brought people. God usually bring the exact people whom we want. The exact people whom we want, those are the people who God draws in. Amen. Praise God. Yeah. God brought people in up to the level where we reached uh, a total number of 80. And then God started multiplying our work because people were many and people were coming from different places. They wanted churches to be planted in their areas. And we started planting churches. Why were we planting churches? Some of our church members are old. They can't walk. Some of our church members in, are in Rongo, they are not the people of the area. They come to work and then go back. 
But because of the word, because of the word that they have heard, they usually say, oh, pastor, we need to have a congregation down here so that we have church that could at least reduce the amount of time that we walk from our place to Rongo. We did that until a bright day church managed to have 13 sister churches. And because of that, we said we wanted to take into account the interests of all the people. The interests of all people who doesn't come to church but are willing to be taught. We decided to form what we call small house churches. A house church can be three or four people gathering and sharing the, God of, uh, the word of God that is allowed to be a house church. We established 26 house churches and those house churches are active and people are attending. Uh, my life is full of uh, happiness and sadness, but that is life. People are born that way. Each and every person has past and has a present. But in a nutshell, I want to say, God will never leave you if you are faithful to him. The best thing to do is to remain faithful to God and he will never leave you. I grew up without many luxuries. I grew up without even enjoying uh, the balanced diet that each and every family would love to enjoy. But I have to thank God. Whatever happened, whatever happened in our family, those issues strengthened me to be what I am. Those issues strengthened me to be somebody who God wanted me to be. Uh, just as it is a common nature that the people that live along the lake, that area is always accompanied by a lot of prostitution. People in our community are majorly infected with the virus of HIV AIDS. And because of that, uh, we tend to have many orphans, many widows, and even widowers. Because the, the largest percentage of the uh, orphans whom we have in the church, majority of them are HIV positive. It is something that you have to learn to live with because once you've gotten it or once it is in your body, you can't do away with it. So the best way is that you try to learn to live with it. Most of our children in the church, they are HIV positive, but they live positively in God. And that's what makes them uh, to still uh, be seeing some sense of life. Our government provides ARVs but our government doesn't provide supplementary diet. Our ARVs are free, but the government will not give you food. A drug can never be food. A drug can never be food. For this person to grow healthy, she or he, he must have a well-balanced diet. And that is what I'm striving for. I have heart uh, for young children, I only have one son. My wife is called Belinda. And I'm happy that we have one son. And uh, for a moment, uh, we are going to have one son or one child 
until the best time that God feel on what we should do. Why do I say that? Uh, my wife, we were invaded in the house sometimes uh, two years. And then I was in bed sleeping and my house girl was sleeping with my son in the other room. I didn't know how the robbers entered into the house, but what I can say that took place is that I saw a floodlight on my face and I could not see the actual faces. Before me, in front of me, my wife was raped. Later, after some times, when my wife was being, uh, went for HIV AIDS test, my wife was HIV positive. That is the reason as to why I have one child. Because I'm young, I could love to be having many children, but because of that, I can't just have it. But I can't accuse God or blame God, because we should not accuse God at everything that happened in our life. I have to thank God that that one was a test that maybe I think I passed it because God has managed to give me so many children whom I live with, and then it is my mandate to take care of these children as my own. So that is the reason I have one son. May God bless you. Let me go to some little sermon, and then we just finish. Then we are going for lunch at Brother Glenn's house, right? <laughs> 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 I've not seen Irene here. Irene, are you here? Okay. <laughs> yeah, she used to be my great friend. <laughs> when we were in Kenya and then she disappeared. But I thank God I'm here. I thank God I'm here. We want to read from the book of Matthew, chapter 7. Verse 8. I know it's a common verse that most of you have gone through. But just like food, we always have beef, but the way of preferring beef is quite different. So that is how the word of God is. It is a very simple thing, but people or God interpret it to others in a very special way how he wanted to be done. Chapter 7, Matthew chapter 7, verse 8. I will read it. For everyone who asks, receives. The one who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. Praise be to the living God. Another Bible translation, Norman Christian Bible, say, keep on seeking, keep on asking, keep on knocking, and you will receive. So we want to talk or share about how do we seek before God, or how do we seek from God? How do we knock from God? How do we request something from God and then get it? Praise be to the living God. 
we have three answers that God will always give human beings when you request or when you seek or when you knock. We have three answers. God is always prepared with the answer. The first answer, when someone asks, God can give you, yes, I can give you that, what you want here it is. The second answer, wait. Then the third answer, no. So human being, we normally get confused. When God say yes, we say, hallelujah, God have seen you. And when God say no, you start complaining. And when God say wait, you confuse God's wait to be no. And then you become confused. Our God is always faithful. God will always provide, give at the right time that he feels it's right for him. He will always give, provide at the time that he feels this is now the best time you should have that. Whenever you are asking something, God always look the reason behind you are asking that. He will not just give you whatever you ask. You will say, oh, Father, I, have, I want to go to school. And I have to get maybe 50,000 US dollars. I need that. God will see the, the reason attached to, the, uh, to your purpose of going to school. Maybe you want to go to school because you've seen someone going to school. Maybe you are requesting to get a good car because a friend of yours has a car. God will always weigh the reason as to why you are requesting something. When you seek, you will always find. But when you seek diligently and honestly before God, God will always give you. When you knock, God will open that door to you. But when you knock the right door, God will always open. People always knock wrong doors. We always rock knock doors. Where if you are a job seeker, you go and rock someone's door who, is, who God never anointed to open that door to you. That is where you will be shocked. We should pray always God to lead us to knock the right doors. The right door, which is the right door? The right door is the door that opens for you and allows you to open for others. That is the right door. The right door is not the door that after passing through that door, you close it for others. That is not the right door. The right door is the door that you open and open it wide for others also to open it. And that's related with what we were discussing yesterday, that the greatest commandment is love. And love comes from God, that anybody who loves is of God. Hallelujah. Anyone who loves, you are of God. And if it happens, you knock the right door. The right door might be you've found a church that shares the truth. You should not, you should not close that door to others who are also lost. You should open that door to others who are also willing to come and share. When you seek before the eyes of God, when you seek, you should seek with an open mind. You should seek 
with clear mind. You should seek with the mind of God. What we always tend to do, we seek with our own mind. What we always tend to do, we seek with our own righteousness. Why can't we try to seek with God's righteousness? Why can't we try to seek with God's righteousness? Then you will get. It's a good verse that I will always love to read. That ask and you will be given. Ask and you will be given. I challenge you. You are not 100% perfect to all your needs and wants. This is the right time you should ask God to fulfill everything that you have in your life. Today is the day that God wants all of us to ask everything, anything that we want in our lives. Each and every person has a need. Each and every person has a want. The best place to get that is to ask God and all you will be given. This is the day that if you seek, God will let you find what you are searching. This is the day. Today is the day. Today is the time that God prepared. Do not let you be cheated that I'm in a position of seeking. I'm in a position of searching God's favors tomorrow. Today is your day. Today is my day. And we should always know that in everything we seek, in everything we ask, and in everything we search, we should put God's first. In everything, put God first. Don't put your interest. We always stand to put our interest ahead, and then we let God be number two. We always try to put our interest ahead, and we let God be number two. And we always ask things which, uh, at a time, we are not specific to God what we want. For example, you want to ask, what are you asking God? Let's say you are sick, for instance. You want to get healed. Our God is not God of assumption. If you are sick, tell God, Father, I'm sick from malaria. That one you are asking for healing. God, I'm sick from tuberculosis. Father, I'm HIV positive. Heal me, become specific. And then God will do that. I have a brother of mine, he's called Calvin's. Calvin's wanted a house. So he, keep, he, he kept on praying in the church because we normally meet on 31st, Eve to first. So he kept on praying, God, I need a house, I need a house, I need a house. And then God said, okay, well, you need a house. Let me give you a house. God decided to give him a two-bedroom small house. And then he said, no. Never needed a two-bedroom house. What I told God was, I needed a house. Be specific when you're asking. You have to be careful. When you need a house, tell God your plan. Father, 
I need a house. I need a three-bedroom house with such specification that you want. Father, I need a, a machinette. Father, I need a, a bungalow. Father, I need a car. Which type of car do you want? Our God don't, doesn't assume. Tell God what you want. Ask, you will be given. Seek, you will find. How do you seek? How do you seek God's size? How do you find? How do you find? How do you seek and how do you receive whatever you've searched? If you are only prepared to let God rule your life. How do you let God rule your life? Always pray God to give you his own eyes of seeing things. The righteousness of God is the best way to perceive life. I will always be, I will always answer, I will always ask God, God, how do you want me to see myself? Do you want me to see myself according to the ways that pleases a man? Do you want me to see myself according to the ways that pleases you? And that's how we should see ourselves. When you are asking, ask God according to ways that please him. Tell him, Father, I'm before you. You know that I need this, and this is the reason as to why I need it. Father, may you provide to me according to your ways. May you provide to me, not according to how I want it, but according to how you want it. May you provide it to me, Father, according to how faithful I am, not according to how people think that I am faithful. And we have some other things that normally distract human beings in finding, in asking, and even in knocking. How people talk about you. Don't be distracted with what the world say much about you. Someone who speaks much about you, this is the philosophy that I always say. When someone speaks much about me or when I speak much about somebody, I will always say it this. You know, my friend, I know that you know something about me. I also know that I know something about you. And I know that there are things you know about me which I don't know. And I know there are also other things that I know about you and you do not know. So we should live, uh, we should live listening to what other people say. We should avoid listening to what the world speaks against us. What we should do, always rejoice when we ask. We should always rejoice when we seek. We should always rejoice when we knock. Because if you knock the right door, because the right door is the door that leads to righteousness. The right door is the cross that the song we were singing. The cross is the right place to knock. There is nowhere that your problem, our problems can, can be solved. It is only on the cross. It is the right door. On the cross, everything is provided. So long as you believe and you trust. So long as you are faithful before God. So long as you are willing 
to share God's love so long as you are willing to walk in the lightness of Christ. May God bless you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray and will. I think I've not taken too much time. Thank you. Thank you, Caleb.